All right, Mike, we're live. We're on the air. We're David, on. Great to be here. Uh, isn't it awesome? We're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter right now. And people are already starting to file in. I'm already getting comments in the comment section. Welcome, everyone, to your exit squad. And it, it's a brand new program. Mike, would you uh, would you give us a quick synopsis of our of our mission and what we're trying to do here with your exit squad? Absolutely, absolutely. Your Exit Squad is designed for small business owners to get an opportunity to learn what it means to create a business that they can sell. And you know, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of store. Uh, there, there's a lot of data. But what we wanted to do with your Exit Squad is really capture the storytelling reality of a small business owner who wants to go from a normal operating business into a business that they could actually sell if they chose to. Uh, again, it's not about, I want to sell my business. Let's sit down and talk about this. This is about owners being thoughtful about the process of exit. So yeah. it's been, uh, it's been an exciting uh, uh, group of conversations we've had, David. And so you and I have been busy for the last several weeks recording some of the initial programs that are going to be part of season one. And, and we haven't started releasing it yet, but for anyone who's watching tonight, if you want to make sure that you're able to see this program when it becomes live, if you head over to yourexitsquad.com, that'll lead you right to the YouTube landing page. And then once we have a few episodes out, we'll be putting it out to the different audio podcasts, but we are recording video. And one of the special treats that we have for everyone tonight is we're going to be playing some of the clips of some of the conversations that we've recorded. So, you know, why don't you give me your first impressions, Mike, of some of these first conversations that we've been a part of? I'm, you know, you never know when you go into something like this what you're going to find. And uh, it has been just a wonderful experience talking with owners seeing them willing to authentically share their concerns, their questions, the conflicts and, and, and barriers that they're running into as they engage this topic. Um, there is a university, universality to this experience uh, for owners. And I've just been thrilled at how, uh, how willing the small business owners we've been talking to are uh, to share that experience. It, you know, it, it's interesting that you say that how willing people are to share, because one of the very first things that we put out there when we started looking for guests is we said, if you wish to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. And we're going to show one of the clips tonight is features a guest who did want to be anonymous. And you guys can yep. all see how how that will appear on the program. But for the most part, most of the people we've spoken to have been very open. They've, they're they're appearing on video. They're not afraid to tell us the names of the business. Um so they're 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 really an open book. A lot of them, oh, absolutely. And and you know it's funny we, as owners, we deal with this topic often with fear, um, but to hear a small business owner say, "Listen, you know, I don't want to do this forever, or I can't do this forever," as was the case with one of our owners, and it's like I'd like to be out in five or ten years. Well, who can argue with the reasonableness of that? you know, that statement, but yet still so many owners deal with this topic. Um, so yeah, it, uh, um, were, were you surprised by how, how willing they've been to talk, David? A little bit. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I was kind of, uh, concerned that some of them would be worried that, uh, people in their local community would somehow get hold of the recording, even though 
the internet's public. I mean, this show is available publicly. The reality is that the people who are consuming the content that I create and that, you know, you and I are involved in is, is a pretty small, you know, niche within the world. Right. But I thought people would be concerned that, that their story or word would get out. Um, it's, it's been an eye opener. And I'm also really happy that the conversations that we've had so far have been such a broad variety of situations. So we've talked with, uh, someone who has bought a business and they, they've had a conversation with us about that transaction and about their preparation in turn to sell because they can see that coming, you know, within the next decade where we talked to someone who has started a business and we've talked to someone who's in the midst of a family succession and some of the, some of the issues that are being brought up in that scenario too. Right. Right. And, and the, and the common themes between them, I think it's just uh uh, really encouraging for small business owners that are listening because it, it, I can guarantee if you are thinking about coming on the show or putting your name in the hat, uh, what you are going to find is a, a commonality of experience and an opportunity really to um, to see benefit from that involvement. And that's something we haven't talked about, David, is the fact, and one of the things that's been really interesting to me is how those connections between our guests and our your exit squad partners have been uh, blossoming because our, our model is based on that. Why don't you describe how that works? Well, why don't we play one of our first clips? Great, uh, great, and, and then we'll we'll lead into the discussion about the about the partners because uh, we can sort of give an example. And Perfect. so this first clip that I'm going to play, um, it's going to be we could do. We're still I'm going to back that up. It's going to be featuring Tony. You want to give us a little lead into this clip? Yeah, Tony is, uh, um, you know, captured that uh, that reality that for even for business owners that are experiencing success, when they find that uh, they start thinking about exit, suddenly that definition starts to change a little bit for them. Yeah. All right. So let's hear let's hear uh, what Tony has to say. And this is a again a clip from one of the season one episodes that hasn't been released yet. And uh, don't forget, everyone, head over to yourexitsquad.com to, to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Audio feeds will come after. But let's listen to this clip with Tony. We could do. We still make money. Um, but it doesn't fit in with my goals and, you know, what I want to achieve for the business. But that, it, uh, Tony, that's just I, I want to pause for a second because the truth of what you said is so important for owners to recognize, Right. What you've just stated is this business has been operating this way for years, for decades, successfully, right? However, that level of success is not providing you the exit path that you desire. Exactly. And, and, and that is, that's truth for such a huge percentage of owners. So take us through that. Uh, and why did you uh, isolate that particular clip uh, for us to share tonight? It's the commonality of that experience. Um, so many owners approach this exit topic and they think that it's a continuation of the path that they're on. But when they actually learn about what it means to buy and, and, and the different realities that a buyer has when they buy a business, they suddenly find that this machinery that they've created to produce money in their business isn't going to get that deal done for them. It, it's not enough. 
Um, and, and so Tony calling that out as clearly as he did, it just resonated for me. I, I started pinging off names of, of business owners that, you know, it applies to you and it applies to you and it applies to you. And it just, I thought it was a great capture and it, it fit in so well with Tony's story as he was, as he was talking us through. And, and just for context, what Tony was talking about is the fact that he bought this business that always provided really well for the former owner. And he bought the business, but now with the leverage that he's had to bring to bear in order to do the deal, yep. it's now he has to take his own income out. He's got to service those debts and the numbers work. I mean, he, he did an okay deal. He, he bought a business under reasonable terms, but when it comes to him planning his exit, he realizes I need to grow. My customers are asking me for this other opportunity. They want me to provide this other thing. And in order for me to find the funds and find the ability and the bandwidth to grow in that way, I need to do more. And, and so he has to reassess the whole the, you know, operation of the business. Absolutely. And the key is that he's actually doing it now with plenty of time to make those changes, right? Then that's, again, back to the, the purpose of this podcast is to call out those realities for small business owners so that we can start to get ahead of the game. Now, just before we played this clip, we were segueing into the whole partners thing. So one of the ways that we've tried to help Tony to, to look at his options is by bringing in one of our exit squad partners. That's right. Well, so how, why don't you uh, explain that concept of how that part of the show works? Sure. Um, the The partner program is designed for professionals who are in this space in one way or another. By that, I mean they're exit planners or business brokers or accountants or attorneys or others that touch this space that are interested in being involved in helping owners understand it better, learn from it. So what we do is we... Well, well and really other kinds of consultants too. So oh, marketing, inventory, right. process, uh, operations, because uh, s some of the people that we're coming across, you know, it isn't quite the exit solution that they're looking for right now. It's, you know, they need to fix problems in their business in order Absolutely. for them to even be able to, to look at an exit one day. Uh, that's such an... Uh, thank you for that capture, David. If I want to exit this business... It has to be twice the current size, right? So now mm. we're talking about growth. So that's where we bring in a partner who, and, and each of our partners have uh, agreed to donate uh, a certain number of hours to our guests in order to help them start to walk that path they need to walk to, to change the business. And of course, the really neat thing for our, our, our listeners is that those professionals and those owners are going to come back for subsequent episodes to talk about that journey. Gee, we found this challenge in the first episode. Here's how we're going about changing it. And that is, uh, um, that's been really neat to make those connections and hear how those initial conversations and engagements are going for the partners and the, and the podcast guests. Let's, uh, let's play another clip. And uh, I'm going to make sure I catch this one as it gets going here. So why don't you give us the lead up to this one? Oh, I love the uh, I love the tie-in on this one. In fact, David, I'm gonna I, I, let's just play it and then uh, then right. let's talk about uh, talk about it. You know, th this this kind of reminds me a little bit of of other businesses like uh, like hairdressing salons, for example, where you've got individuals who have certain skill sets, but 
at any given time, one of those people who's really good at what they do, they could decide to opt to just leave and go do their own thing. Correct. And I would imagine a lot of those one-man shows that you compete against, they at one point in their history were working for someone else. Right. And myself included. Yeah. So. Okay. That's, so, that's really interesting, David. Yeah. I, I mean, Jeff, why do I work for you as a subcontractor instead of just doing it on my own? What it, what, because it, it, it strikes me that that's the growth trajectory, right? Right. It, it, you have to satisfy my needs. Why am I working for you instead of doing it myself? So the way, the way I've tried to set it up is that, so the subcontractors make almost as much money as they would on their own, but they don't have to bid jobs. They don't have to go look at jobs. They don't, they just have to show up and do the job basically. Sure. So I've tried to develop the relationship with the, the, the builders and things like that. I feel like we have a really good relationship with them. A lot of that, I feel like I've built on a personal level kind of, so they trust us, you know, they trust our quality. And at this point, there's a lot of people that are, you know, just out there doing as fast as they can. They don't necessarily do a good job. That creates headaches down the road. Things don't go right. So we go in, we do a good job. They believe in our work. We show up and we say we're going to show up. You know, everybody's, you know, fairly pleasant person. We don't have, you know, we don't have anybody yelling at everybody on the job site or anything like that. You know, so 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 generally the contractors like us and trust our our work and our value system, basically. So they want to keep using us. They know what they're going to get. That makes it easier to kind of say, hey, we need to get this much money to do this type of thing. So if you're a new guy starting out, you go out there and be, well, who are you? Well, whatever, you know, and then they might not want to pay you top dollar just because you might be a liability at first until you've earned their trust, I guess. Sure. Sure. Interesting. So, you know, it, it sounds like uh, a day of laying tile. I mean, you've got to have focus, you've got to have patience, you have a lot of concentration, you have to be skilled with your hands, know how to use the tool. So, okay, so that's the end of that clip. And, and obviously, Jeff is, is building a, a tile-laying subcontracting business. He's serving home builders and, and homeowners as well. And so um, th this was interesting because he has obviously uncovered some issues in his business that he's looking for help to address. Right. And, and what was fascinating to me as that conversation progresses is how the similarity in model to a hairdressing salon um, offered the opportunity for uh, for us to explore uh, with Jeff what what might lead to some additional growth for him that 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 connection that you made I thought was really uh, um, fascinating for Jeff as he looked at his business and how uh, how he might change and grow it and and now you know one of the one of the great advantages of being a business owner is that it puts you into a position where you can actually create a scenario through investment in tools, equipment, marketing, et cetera, where you can create an opportunity for enough work to be available that other people can come in and work and you can have, uh, you can actually leverage the efforts of others. You can have people come in, you can, you can pay them for their time and it, an extra amount of value can be created. And what, is a little bit different in this situation in a lot of the trades. And this is why it was so great to have Jeff on as a guest, because there's so many business people out there who are tradespeople uh, who are in this kind of space, um, is, is raising this question of, is he building something that has enough meat in it for himself? Right, right. Uh, no, I, I, well, that's our next clip, right? I mean, uh, it's a question that I think so many small business owners 
ask themselves, but often it's not until they've done that, build that business thing, right? They've created this business and it's like, I've got six guys, I've got 20 people, whatever it is, and I'm making less than I than I was when I was an employee. So it's it's who's getting the most out of this business, right? And that was a question that uh, uh, that that we asked with Jeff. Well, here I got I have that clip ponied up. Let's let's play it right now. Would you say who like who is is getting the most out of this business? Is it you or is it the guys that are working for you? Well, I, sometimes I think it's the guys that are working for me, to be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to make it. Last year I had a pretty good year. I mean, it's like I said, I'm doing it still on the field a lot. So it's really hard for me to actually keep track of how well I'm actually doing it. There's a lot of money going in and out all the time. It's hard to tell how much you actually get to keep some days. So we bought a house last year, we fixed up a bunch of the house, paid for all. I mean, I don't, I didn't take out a loan for any of the repair stuff, you know, and we never were hurting for money at the end of the day, where a few years back, there was always a few months of the year where you're like, I don't know how we're going to make it type of thing. So I yeah. feel like I feel like I'm doing well. I haven't, like I said, had the time or necessarily the technical capabilities where I can go through and look at exactly how good I'm actually doing. Okay. Sure. Sure. So, interesting. so, so let me take this down. So, so what was interesting about this, and, and as you were saying about the partners after this call with Jeff, you and I had a bit of a powwow and we're like, you know, what does he really need help with? And I was leaning on the idea that he needs help with his books because he more than once he said, I feel like this is what's going on in my business. And I was like asking him like, what are the numbers? What, you know, what, what are you really doing? You know, kind of thing. And, um, and, and, and then you had a little bit of a different slant. We ended up, well, what kind of person did we end up hooking Jeff up with? It, it, uh, the partner that was selected was um, selected because of his personal experience in growing a business similar to Jeff's through this stage that Jeff's talking about that place where um, there's so much activity, but you're not, the, the activity isn't resulting in, in an impact on the bottom line, right? It, 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 in, in finding a place where you're actually doing better than the employees in the business, which justifies the risk that you're taking. So, um, in fact, I think we have a couple clips from uh, from the gentleman we ended up hooking up Jeff with. We do. You want me to? You want me to pop the first one in here? Sure. All right. Here we go. The landlord at the time basically was threatening to kick us out because we were so busy. We had so many um, cars on the property that we were like encroaching on the other buildings and properties that were in this kind of strip. Not a really a strip mall, but a multi-use building. Um, and, uh, there was just, it was obnoxious. I mean, there, I mean, at the time I remember we had like 45 or 50 cars, we had three bays, you know, I'm trying to wrench. We had another guy that was wrenching Scott's running the shop. It, it was just mayhem. Um, and so we decided to, you know, look for another place to go, a, a more, um, you know, a property that would fit us better. And that was extremely hard in our little town. And we finally did do that. And in doing so, um, went from, I think, four employees on a Friday, moved everything over the weekend uh, into the new facility. I had been prepping the new facility for like six months or something like that. 
um, had it capitally equipped, but then moved it, everything that we needed to open up on Monday and started that Monday, I think with 16 employees. So we went from four to 16 wow. in one weekend. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's when I almost died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was probably one of the more foolish things that I ever tried to bite off that I remember, um, particularly that two weeks, I marked it down. I made kind of like a, I set up a pile of rocks as like a, a thing to come back and like always remember this time because the two weeks after we moved in were, that was the hardest thing that I've ever done. Um, and it was my own doing. It didn't need to be that hard. I just was uh, ill-prepared and did not know how to lead a group of that size. Didn't know how to lead, period, really. Um, and it was it was absolute chaos. Now, all right. So, so here's Matt, who's gone through this journey. Um, he he tells the story in in further on in his podcast where he. He goes through, builds the business, changes the business, sells the business. So Matt is one of our partners who we've now hooked up with Jeff to help him transition through that same period. Yep. And, and, and a very parallel kind of business. You know, Matt was in auto repair where you've got the licensed technicians and, and same kind of thing. You know, you're, you're reselling their expertise. And, um, and, and, and that was a tremendous story. And I, I thought it was really great because it it, it was almost like um, like like Matt had uh, gone through all that Michael Gerber e myth stuff and really absorbed it all, but he told the story of his metamorphosis because it wasn't right. an all of a sudden thing. It took him right. years to progress through all these different stages. Yep, absolutely, and I love that about his story and uh, um, his willingness to share it to help to help owners understand sometimes how much they really need to change, not just their business, but themselves and how they run the business if they truly want to create an exitable uh, organization. Yeah, and and we have another one here um, from Matt where it, it has something to do with ego, ego and on the entrepreneur. You wanna- Oh yeah, why, yeah, yeah. Why did you choose this one? I, I, love his, I love his drum beat on this because as you and I both know, as small business owners, we can we build this this business around ourselves, and we start to merge with the business and become the business. And yep. uh, Matt calls out that uh, the trouble with that marriage. Okay, let me hit uh, let me hit play on this one. Thought to you know, I was like, well, I'll, I'll do the Matt Baker thing, and I'll fix this. I'll go harder. You know, I'll start recruiting guys from dealerships and pulling guys out and throwing money at the problem. And, uh, quite honestly did, uh, I, man, we, we were jamming cash, cash was flowing and it was all flowing out the front door. It seemed like, I mean, just I was, right through your fingers. Yeah. Just, I mean, like a sieve, man, it was, it was crazy. Um, because I hired the wrong people overpaid them. Um, didn't know how to set boundaries and expectations, didn't, didn't know how to do professional relationships, didn't know how to lead. And I was not humble about any of it. Like I was, uh, very authoritarian and very like, uh, ego driven, you know, even if no one else knew what was going on, I did. And so like, 
ego wise, I had to stroke my own ego when no one else was like, when there's zero visibility on it, you know, it's just super weird, man. I mean, and that goes back to that kind of growth thing. It's like, Hey, I can tell people we've grown, um, 10%, but our, you know, our gross profits like crap, you know, <clears throat> and I think we can hide behind that a lot. You know, we can hide behind the top line as small business owners and, um, that's not a great place to hide. Can't hide there very long, actually. So, so you kind of felt like whether you knew what you were doing or not, you thought it was important that you and everyone else around you thought that you knew what you were doing. That's a very succinct way of putting it, David. Um, and I think that's uh, probably like 105% accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed our conversation with Matt. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to have been able to hook him up with Jeff. Again, someone who's been through that journey, who's walked that path, who's changed a business and the way they run it. And that's the, I think the really exciting thing about what we're doing with these small business owners, because we're not telling pie in the sky stories. We're not telling I sold my business after two weeks for $400 million kind of stories, right? These are real world businesses that have, uh, have, have, opportunity, but also challenges, and they can take those things on and change the business and create the environment that will allow them to exit when and if they choose. And that's, that's really exciting stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so just to be clear for everyone, the way what you're going to see in season one is you're going to see uh, one episode with Jeff and telling his story, you're going to see the episode with Matt telling his story, and we've taken clips from those. But now the two of them are working together as we speak. And so there's going to be another episode with both of them. And they're going to be talking about the work that they're doing on trying to help Jeff's business. And then in season two and season three, if as the stories unfold and there's more follow-up, we can have these people come back. And so the whole idea was to be able to create a program, which is this ongoing sort of case study in small business development to give an opportunity for people to learn about how these businesses can grow how they can make themselves into a more sellable kind of condition. Eventually we'll have some actual exit stories, right? From some of the people that we've been working with and for an opportunity for some of the partners to be able to demonstrate what, what they do with businesses, because, you know, all of this stuff, hundred percent everywhere is all done under a veil of confidentiality. That's right. right. And, and so it's, it's difficult for a lot of people who are out there trying to learn about this stuff who are doing, research on the internet and watching YouTube videos and stuff to actually see some real life case studies of this stuff as it really unfolds. And this, this is what's so interesting. It's, it's a lot. I've talked with a lot of people in the, the run of my normal days, and there is a huge difference between when I speak to someone who has experience owning and running a small business versus someone who aspires to, you know, that, that um, experience gap is wide. And what we're hoping to do is, is to really demonstrate or give people a peek inside so that they can start to appreciate the kinds of things they can expect. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee small business owners who sit and listen to these owners tell their stories will go, well, I'm dealing with that and I'm dealing with that and I'm dealing with that, right? These are, these are common experiences. And then we put, um, the owner together with a way out of that environment. And that's, 
that's the exciting thing. But we've got one more clip, right? Because as we you do. alluded to, we've got that confidentiality question. And we've got uh, we've had guests that want to remain confidential. So, yep. And so this is a clip with a guest uh, that goes by the name of Dan, and uh, he wanted to remain confidential. And um, this is the situation where we're talking about a business that's transferring into family succession. So let me let me hit play on this one here. The money doesn't matter. The money is not the issue. The financials aren't the it issue. It doesn't seem to be based on what you've described. Certainly, it's something to do with. Um, uh, I get, I don't know if it's an emotion or, um, power, maybe, maybe power, maybe the, the need to uh, be needed kind of thing. It's more of a, like a, uh, behavior way of framing it. That, that is a great way of framing it. It's yeah, so. needing to be needed is something that, um, that I've heard someone in a different sphere talk about. So yeah. sometimes, David, the barrier to growth or to exit is growth. Sometimes the barrier is more profit. In this case, the barrier to exit um, for Dan to to be able to uh, take over this business is trying to figure out what it is that the current owners, his dad, uh, needs to needs to find, get, receive in order to make that uh, that transition. So it uh, it's the 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 mechanics of the business, but it's also the interpersonal stuff that that owners have been bringing to the table for us. Yeah, we we have a couple of people here in the house live who left a few comments. We've got uh, uh, Kevin from Central Florida says, good evening from Lakeland, Florida. Good evening, Kevin. Good to see you here again tonight. Um, Nunzio Presta um, is saying uh, how he thinks this new program is super cool. And he's happy to have us both at the Boss Up virtual conference. And that Looking is going to be happening just after new year's um and uh people all around the world are going to be attending that it's going to be a great lineup of people um so just a reminder for everyone um you know if if you're out there and you think that this show is going to be something that you're going to be interested in head over to your exit squad.com and uh that's going to take you to the youtube page hit subscribe there's no videos there yet. This video is going to be uploaded there, but uh, hit subscribe so that when the videos start to come out, you're going to be able to watch them there. It will be coming to audio podcast feeds eventually, probably after the first few episodes have been released. If you are a small business owner and you are thinking about your eventual exit, if you're thinking of, you know, how am I going to do this? Do I... You know, is it reasonable for me to expect that I'm going to be able to sell this business? I know I need to work on things, but I don't know where to go. Then come on over to your exit squad guests with an S.com. Uh, there's a simple form there. Just fill it in and uh, we, we'll take a look at that and we'll reach out and, and contact you. And if we think that you'll make a great guest, you can appear on the show. You can be anonymous, just like you saw in the last clip. Uh, share the story to as large a degree as you wish. And, um, and, and, help everyone else because for everyone that we speak to on the show like mike mentioned there's going to be countless people in the audience that are going to be living through the same experience absolutely it's uh um to a person as we've connected with with these owners after they've uh gone through the show with us uh and started those conversations with the partners just very positive experience very positive um feedback and outcomes. I, I would strongly encourage anyone who is an owner who has an interest in this topic. And again, this is not a, 
I want to sell now kind of thing necessarily. This is, if you aspire to be able to sell your business someday, if you aspire to be able to make a successful exit, this is a good place to uh, start that conversation. Yep. And if you work with small business people and you think you might be able to help some of our guests out, head over to yourexitsquadpartners.com. Again, there's a little form to fill in and, uh, and we'll reach back out to you and have a conversation. Absolutely. The partners have been uh, just wonderful and uh, more opportunities for them to come. So, yeah, well, I, I think this is awesome, Mike. Uh, thanks for, for meeting me tonight here on, uh, on the internet and, uh, and for helping to share the story of what we've been doing here recently. I, I'm excited to start releasing episodes. Absolutely. I know that, um, I know that um, uh, people are going to enjoy the show. It's, it's going to be great. I think that's true. And, and David, when you and I talked early on um, about this idea, one of the things that came to the table very quickly is we said, listen, we don't want to do this if we can't make an impact. If we can't actually help owners deal with this topic, why would we spend the time? And I, I think uh, unquestionably, we've both found that that uh, that outcome is, is happening for the for the owners we're dealing with. So it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to 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 do this. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, I'll see you next time. All right. Talk soon. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up button like. And if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, hit subscribe. If you're watching this on the Your Exit Squad uh, YouTube channel, hit subscribe there too, uh, because the likes and the subscribes are critically important to the YouTube algorithm. It doesn't cost you anything, but it demonstrates to the, 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 you know, the mothership computer somewhere in the heart of YouTube that the content is appreciated and it's good. And that that will allow the algorithm to show it to more people. And so it's critically important liking, sharing, and there's a little share button on the bottom, a little up arrow. And if you share the video onto another social media platform like Twitter or Facebook, that's even bigger for, uh, for the algorithm. So help us out, help us get some people subscribed uh, so that once we start releasing this show, we can have as big an audience as possible and start to reach those people who really need to learn some of this stuff and hear these messages and to at least know that they're not alone. Love it, David. Yeah. All right. Have a good one.